A good leader keeps a sharp eye on their P&L, but even if you're all about the money, it can't be all about the money. To achieve sustainable success, you need people and you need leadership. That's the other P&L, and it's what we'll be talking about in this show. Join Director of People and Culture, Aura Hewitt, and me, leadership strategist Julie Quinn, as we help you improve the other PL, people and leadership. Hey teams, welcome all to this session about the importance of talking about mental health at work. We are super excited to share with you insights from Julie Quinn. And we are super excited to be here. So let's start. Julie, how are you doing today? Good afternoon. I am doing great. I am doing great. My mental health is in top fitness today. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We need it for today. So this is great. I'm glad that you can meet us and connect today so we can review this information that is important for us. Excellent. So now, Julie, let's start with the first session of it, which is why do you think that it's important for us to talk about mental health with our co-workers and with others at work? Yeah, so this is an interesting topic and I have an answer for each side of this. One, it's important that we talk about mental health because it exists, <laughs> right? We are in physical health, good physical health, poor physical health. If we're in poor physical health, we have time we can take off. If we're in poor mental health, we ought to be getting better. Absolutely. I think that I couldn't agree more on why it's important and the feedback and insights that you share. One of the things that I think is super important about bringing this topic to work and to others is to remove the stigma, right? Many times when we think about mental health, we just think of people, not necessarily us, but others. We don't think that it can kill home. And also the images that come to our brain are in general images of those who are now needing larger levels of treatment. And that is not necessarily what we're looking to do. It's good that people are getting treatment in mental institutions and facilities. The reason why we need to speak about mental health now is because we can support others and help them get better through interaction, through being able to connect, uh, through sharing their experiences so people don't have to get to those images that come to mind of mental institutions, right? And we can support so many, including ourselves, because not necessarily it will be other people. This can happen to any of us. This can happen to our family members, to our friends, our neighbors. So I think those are the pieces that are important for us to this, remove the stigma of mental health because that will make us better, I think, as society and as teams and as organizations. So Julie, now that we have talked a little bit about the understanding of why people need to talk about mental health in different settings, what do you see that is, how can we frame those conversations? How can we ask people 
how they are doing and how can we reply to people when they tell us, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling okay today. What have you experienced in your area? So this was a really important question. In the past, let's say pre-pandemic, and for all of my time as human resources executive, the rule was we don't discuss any health issues, right? For the purpose of making sure that we were not going to inadvertently discriminate against somebody who we assumed couldn't do the job or couldn't do the job as well as someone we thought was, you know, quote unquote healthy. There were really good reasons for us, and when I say us, managers, leaders, even agencies, not to about health issues. I'm getting a lot of feedback from our children. In terms of why we should, or, or how we should frame those conversations today, I think we should be equally cautious in that people ought to be prepared to have conversations that really separate work and conversations. We need to not be talking about the health conversation. And if we're having a health conversation, we need to not talk about the work conversation. And that makes it a little awkward for managers and leaders, which is why I think it should more in an HR role, uh, making sure that people can be open and going to HR or their PAP about their health issues so that they can get the help that they need. And managers need to be trained to be able to respond appropriately when those conversations come up. Absolutely, Julie. One of the things that I think is important is to recognize that people cannot be 100% other 100% game. And I think that that is an unrealistic expectation that businesses and teams have set up, right? If a person comes and have a day that they are not okay, embrace it, you know, like help that person go through the day. I think that is a good approach to do and remind the person that the person can go home, right? If they are not feeling in the game. And this type of situation applies also to us, right? If we feel that we are not in our A game for any reason, communicate that. Let the coworkers know. And that the more we speak about it, right? Because either we are tired or we are, you know, experiencing burnout, which is, it can happen. Or anything that's happening, our coworkers and our teams are there to support us. I think that is important. And if we feel that we're not okay, Take the day off, request it, ask for it. I think that will help because one of the things that I have seen, at least in my part, is that people sometimes don't know how mental health can manifest. And even until this day that we are in the 21st century, it seems to be still like a taboo. And there is still people who don't feel comfortable speaking about it or that they don't feel that they can talk about it without any type of reprimands like to happen in the workplace. And I think those are pieces that are important to communicate and to create a space in workplaces and in society where mental health is accepted. Because as I mentioned earlier, and I know Julie mentioned earlier too, this can impact all of us, and it's impacting all of us, especially after the pandemic and other type of situations that people have going in their daily lives. Julie? Yeah, exactly. 
on the one hand, right, if we had the perfect environment where we had an organization who fully embraced the idea of physical and mental health and provided complete psychological safety for people to say, hey, I'm suffering. I'm suffering from a physical situation, suffering from a mental situation, and they could trust that their job would not be impacted by that. And what I mean by that is, let's just say your job requires you to run back and forth between two buildings, and that's the only way you can do your job. Now, if you break your leg, we all can see, oh, you broke your leg. You need to heal. You need to not run back and forth. <laughs> you can't, right? And you need to rest and you need to take your time getting back up to running fitness so that you can get back to your job. And the current laws that we have tell us that employees can take that time, whether it's through family medical leave or another paid time off law or not unpaid time off, right? That we need to protect somebody's job so that they can get better and come back. Now, the same thing, has not been afforded people with mental health. So we can't see that they've broken their leg, but depression or anxiety or some sort of disorder like obsessive compulsive disorder or panic disorder, you know, all kinds of things that we can't see also render someone unable to run between the buildings, right? And just use whatever analogy it is but we can't see that. They also should be able to say, just like it's easy to say, oh my gosh, I broke my leg, I need to recover. We should be able to say, oh my gosh, I have a mental health issue that needs to be addressed and I need time to recover. And so if we had an organization where we could talk about those things and provide that certainty that jobs and livelihood and employment would be protected, that would be a wonderful thing, right? The problem is we can't just all of a sudden say that it's okay to talk about mental health. We're not practiced. Managers and leaders are not practiced in having that conversation, hardly even practiced enough in physical issues, never mind mental issues. And we do have a lot of biases around, and by we, I mean all people have biases around what kinds of health conditions cause what kinds of compromised ability. And so we really have to be careful with people, with individuals, when we encourage them to just tell people willy nilly about their health concerns. So, you know, honestly, I'm not sure what the right answer is. I do know that there are already some things in place. People can talk to their doctors. People can talk to EAPs, employee assistance programs with assurance of confidentiality, if you've got a good EAP. Your HR department ought to be able to confidentially handle these conversations and give you and your managers some guidance on this. And outside of that, then we start to get a little more risky because the people we're talking to, managers, leaders who don't have experience in this may not be equipped to handle it well. So there's a reality here I think we need to acknowledge, right? And figure out how to deal with. I couldn't agree more, Julie, and I think that is one of the major obstacles that we face in regards to mental health. We really haven't been really trained for it, with the exception of obviously HR personnel and other, but even for HR personnel, there are some lines, right? There are things that we are not allowed to ask or question, 
or even after. There are times that we are like, well, wait a minute, this is a violation, right? HIPAA, medical record. This is a violation of other things. And I think that employers and managers also don't know how to handle those conversations. Uh, we haven't received that type of training in the workplace. For managers, it's a little bit more complex because they consistently are thinking about the potential liability, right? Or what they say can create for personal or for the company liability. And so I think there are opportunities in that area. And I see an opportunity for people to connect with others and let them know not necessarily that they are having or experiences, but letting them know, hey, today I'm not feeling my full self, you know, without giving more details. Um, because as you say, Julie, the lines are can become very blurry and it can be a violation not only of the personal file of the employee, but also of their medical record and that creates other type of issues for everybody, even that the employee may have one or two chair or in some instance over chair. And there are companies have a duty to ensure that they treat everybody equally and fairly. And if we move into going into the medical record, then that's, that's not good, that's not fair. So I think I couldn't agree more with you that there are, is something that cannot be solved, right? We just starting the dialogue, but I think there are ways that people can make their voices heard and connect with others aware so others understand that something may be happening, not necessarily that, but that something is happening and that the person is not their full selves on that day. So people can help and it can be a sense of community instead of just sense of blame that sometimes it happens when a person may not be operating at their base of their ability. And we have seen, I know you have seen it in business you support. I have seen that. And I think that the other part that is important, Julie, is I wanted to bring burnout as a part of this conversation because what people may not realize is that it takes months to recover from that and it's hard and you need support to be able to get out of burnout and is there are steps that we can take before we get to that time right when it happens but again burnout is not like how it comes first to the mind it's very different and there are different steps to get there so julie i wanted to hear your thoughts about that specifically so the audience can learn from your experience and also like how burnout can also impact mental health and other aspects in ourselves. So this is such an important question and there's a number of facets to it that we need to look at, right? One is when we're talking about burnout, which can have a whole bunch of other little legs to it, right? But when somebody has overshot their maximum stress capability, right? And has gone over the stress curve into burnout, this can be not just a mental health issue, it can be a physical health issue. Our cognitive operations are compromised. We can't think as clearly. Our memory is compromised. Our body can be fatigued. Our muscles can ache. Our joints can ache. Our breath can be short. There are all of these physical attributes to severe burnout. So there's a couple of things right there. If people are experiencing any of those symptoms and others, sleeplessness, 
stress, anxiety, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, muscle and joint aching, general fatigue, inability to stay awake, driving a car or at work, foggy mind, poor memory. If you're experiencing those things and you think it may be related to stress or burnout, you are well beyond just snapping out of it (laughs) at that point. There is required at that point, if you are feeling those things, recovery. And the more you hang in there and say, well, this is going to pass, the more you're putting yourself into harm's way and into a place where it's going to be difficult to get out of. Now, I'm speaking somewhat from experience because before I experienced my own burnout situation, I would be one of those people who kind of rolled my eyes like, are you kidding me? They're out again. Like, why are they taking so much time off? And I would wonder, why can't people handle more than they can handle, right? Until I, of course, and this happens with a lot of things, until you experience something yourself, you can't fully appreciate what the situation is. And that is certainly the case with burnout with me. I didn't know what was happening. I was tested for Lyme disease and rheumatoid arthritis and all kinds of stuff, neurological you know, health trying to figure out what was wrong. And lo and behold, it was burnout. It was stress. And it took me months to recover. And so that's just one experience that one person has had. And each one of us is so different. We as a people right now are dealing with more stress and uncertainty and ambiguity and divisiveness and conflict in our lives for all kinds of reasons that every one of us is dealing with a certain level of stress that we are unused to dealing with. And so there's a couple of things. One, burnout is not just mental health, it's physical health as well. It takes a great deal of time to recover from it. When we're in it and realize we're in it, we're probably too far gone to just snap out of it and it takes time to recover. And I would say, absolutely, it is the manager's responsibility to look out for these symptoms and tell their folks to speak up if they need something changed in their workplace, just like we would ask somebody to come down off of a shaky ladder in the office and they're changing a light bulb and the ladder is about to fall over, we would tell them to get down, it's not safe. If you're seeing somebody with these symptoms, you need to tell them to get down. It's not safe and that's hard to do. So there's an opportunity for the manager to help here. But more than anything, I implore the individuals to go to their doctors and get checked and take some time off for work. Use that short term disability if you have to take sick days. Find a way to balance your work and life in a different way so that you don't hurt yourself or hurt somebody else, falling asleep at the wheel, all kinds of stuff can happen with burnout. Anyway, that's my diatribe on that. (laughs) Absolutely, Julie. Um, I couldn't agree more with you in regards of the feedback you shared. And thank you so much for sharing your experience and your story with us about burnout. And we hope that this story helps others who may be experiencing or may see something because it's important to talk about these things. We appreciate, Julie, you also sharing some of the how the experience burnout in you 
And we know that it may be different from person to person, but this is so important. This has been a terrific conversation, not only about the importance of talking about mental health and other aspects that can happen with mental health. And thank you for bringing also the feedback, Julie, that mental health and burnout and others can also experience physically. And sometimes, as in your case, it's easier to think or believe or be advised by doctors that it's something else, right? Because obviously your body is heading, so they potentially are looking, thinking that it's something else. So thank you so much for joining us today. This has been an amazing conversation about mental health. Thank you, Julie, for sharing with us your experience and everything. We are super excited to have you here. Awesome, we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.